Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast. Before we begin today, I do want to thank everybody who you know joins us every week, listens, feedbacks, goes to the Facebook group, talks to me. I love it all. I think we've built a lovely little wrestling community here and that's what it should always be about. And it's a pleasure to have you, uh, to have you on board. Uh, so we're going to talk about loads this week. We're going to talk about everything that's happened in the week in wrestling. And quite a lot has happened despite um, WWE not being at his best but we'll get to that too and i'm absolutely honored and privileged to say that a uh i've got a well he's been on before and he's come back if you don't know you go to patreon.com for the simon of 316 and you can support the podcast and some people also like to come on as well so my man joe is back joe how you doing good i'm glad to be back you know making sure i can still look make time zone differences between texas and england that's it i I may have forgot in the uh in the arrangement between joe that he lived in texas so i was asking him to get up at some obscene time in the morning i was like oh yeah you're from texas completely forgot because my mind was uh was going a mile a minute so we talked about what a few months ago now right yeah we talked it was mainly like we talked about wrestlemania and like i'd been liking the product for like six months and kind of like what i thought was going on and then uh uh, the usual musings, I think, of almost what sounds like AA between longtime wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> so how, where are you at it now? Because I'll say, like, we're talking about Raw Smackdown. Uh, we'll also go into some of my own wrestling stuff. I may, uh, you may have went, I know I had my second wrestling match a week or so ago. But we'll get to that towards the end of the podcast. Um, Raw and Smackdown, obviously, I'm not, I'm not going to... To me, there was quite a clear feeling this week that they knew they're up against tough competition so they thought you know what let's just let's kind of hold fire for a week and i think that's kind of been a little bit similar since they've come out the back of wrestlemania you know we've got some call-ups we've got some shifts around but then we have kind of fallen back into a pattern maybe until we build up to SummerSlam. but where are you at with it at the moment are you enjoying it you're not enjoying it do you still feel as hooked as you once did i mean yeah so i guess i'm i'm positive but i it i'm slightly confused so like you're right Last week, they had all that competition with the NBA. This week, they didn't have competition with anybody. No, but it still felt to me like they were like, let's just... It's almost like they thought, we've still got to promote the go-home show for Money in the Bank next week. So this week is almost yeah. like a write-off week. and we won't. That's what it felt like to me anyway. And do you find yourself wondering why we had to have this sprint to get everybody into Money in the Bank so that we had these like three weeks I of... I know. What was that about, right? Why did we do that? I mean, what was the... What, what, if we had this long... <laughs> To build it, why? Oh, it's, it's really weird, man. And I didn't necessarily think Raw and SmackDown were bad. Uh, I think I want to say both here, huh? Oh, I listened to your ups and downs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thought Raw, I thought Raw was worth than SmackDown, um, definitely. But that's because it's got the extra hour on it. But and there were some bad bits on both. But even on SmackDown, which I actually quite enjoyed as a show, I'm completely happy to say that nothing happened. Like there was no, there was nothing of note there. There was nothing that uh, reached out and. Uh, the contract signing was all right. I mean, we'll get to it. We'll get to it in a bit. But I don't know. To me, it, I think we need to see what happens next week. Yeah, because maybe they did just overdo it in terms of how much build time they had. But this I week, did, this, I'm, I'm just in, I'm disappointed in you. How you could not see the emotional investment between Sasha and Bailey no, this don't, week. Don't, how far that story came. I don't. I, I don't know if I can do this conversation with you. I'm disappointed. That's fair enough. But what on earth was that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I like. I just. I don't mind if you've changed your mind on the feud. I really don't. That happens. I mean, it's not great when con- continuity goes out the window. But don't, you know, don't just... It's weird. It's like this halfway house where the commentators will mention it. So they give us my the impression... Wife, so go on, man. My wife watches it like it's just... Because it's just on the TV. Like, yeah, she, yeah. She, she said before, unless Elias is on, I don't care. And she was talking about the fact that as that whole spills was going, she was like, didn't she throw her into a locker and break her table with her face? I'm like, yes, that's what happened. So. Oh dear. I mean, I don't know that, that whole thing. And then the fact that, the, I mean, it, what I actually, in retrospect or in hindsight, I should say, looking back, I actually think the only person that came up bad of that match was the referee, because why is the referee counting somebody's shoulders down 
from a pin with someone. Is it no one else looks stupid? Just the referee looks it stupid. It might not have been great forever, but good. When Corbin was talking to that ref and saying, this might not be the job for you, I was like, <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> But what was that, man? What is, it was almost, I mean, it wasn't because they obviously jumped on it, but it was almost like WCW, where weird shit but, just yeah. happens and you're like, what is this? Well, to be fair, if it had been WCW, Liv Ryan would have been on a pole. Um, they would have been in a brawn panties match, and the winner would have been the one who had the most pillow connections. But you're right. I mean, it's it was so bonkers because, like, when it happened, it was like we DQ'd Kevin Owens for punching too much in the corner, but we didn't ignore the person who wasn't in the match. And it, it, yeah, I'm with it. Just I because the second Alexa Bliss came out there, I was like, okay, this 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 one of these things is not like the other. She's been trying to kill these two for a year, and now they're friends. So when she backed out, I was like, my wife, and I'm like, okay, three, two, one, where's Bailey? Yeah. And it was just like, it's the whole, now I, I, I feel like I've been indoctrinated by ups and downs, but I couldn't agree with you. I'm so tired of like, <laughs> let's do a three on three, a multi tag, a something, something to get as many women out as we can. Like, I, I don't know. I, it, it seemed like a desperate attempt because like. I, I've become a big Ruby Riot mark because I think that she's brings more power than other girls in that division. Yeah. So I think that she can do things that are more entertaining than a lot of the other girls. But I know she's stuck in a God, just break up the riot squad. Please uh, break point, that up. It's pointless at this stage. I mean, they don't act like a group. There's no they don't have any storyline. Um there's no there's no real sort of flow between them. They're just there. There's three people that are together. And you can tell that Vince has investment in only one of them. When you get Bailey to Bailey for a second and 30 seconds more, and they let the other one play the Seth Rollins part, even though it was a tenth of as long, you can tell they only care about one. And like you said, I've taught people who've gone to arenas, and they're like, yeah, there's no heat when they come to the ring. Like, none. And they said the problem they're starting to get now, I guess, in arenas here, is people are cheering Ruby when she when she wrestles. Mm. Well, yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, the other, I think they're kind of... I know they came up a bit before this, but it just seems to me all the call-ups we had since the beginning of the year, there was no real story in plan planned for any of them. And that's the issue that we're having now, like Bobby Lashley's lost. Oh, um, God. Don't, it, authors of Pain. Authors of Pain aren't on television. Uh, what would you call it? Sanity haven't debuted on SmackDown. The Riot Squad don't feel like anything. Uh, Pages Group, absolutely. Oh, I mean, just all of them just feel like... I, I, part of me is like, why did we bring this up? I don't get it. Why did well, we Adam Rose up? Part 2 is already on the main event. Well, no way, Jose. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? And, I, I thought the plan was always to give these people long-term storylines, and we haven't done that at all with any of them. Yeah. The one thing I've noticed since I got back is that like things change on a dime, and like, I mean, I guess if you think about it, if at the last second Vince will decide, you know what, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Brock win at WrestleMania. I mean, really, you you can tell. And plus, you talk. They've got what thirty writers at this company. It it. I keep telling myself in my head, oh, this must be for something six months down the road or a year down the road. But things change so much, it would not shock me for every Raw there's, you know, this stuff seems like it gets changed constantly. Because I'm with you. I don't see a lot of long-term anything. No, and I'm happier with the product than a lot of other people. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I do enjoy it. But it doesn't mean, I can still see what people get annoyed about. I mean, the only person that seems to have a plan is Drew McIntyre. You know, I think he's doing decent enough with Dolph Ziggler. I imagine eventually they'll break up and... You know, Drew. Uh, sorry, yeah, Drew will be pushed to the moon, and that's that's fine. Actually, I think Drew's really good. I'd like to see that, but you know, I, I don't. I mean, Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Like, Sami Zayn is great, and I, I really like what he does. But I do not understand. Yeah, I just, I just have no clue as what what right the plan now, is here. On the men's side, the guy that can turn poop into a good promo, Sami Zayn, and on the women's side, I'd say it's Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. it's just like. Now, unless she's trying to explain to me the things about the Roman Empire and my whole house is like, huh? But <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Sami Zayn stuff, like the whole army thing, like, oh, trust me, I knew that was plus they were in Texas. They hit all the check boxes of how to piss that crowd off. I mean, I grew up in Houston. And so, <laughs> but the fact you did it, you know, 600 feet away, Balby just took his jacket off and stared at you. And then you stood there and then you laughed and then he stood there and then you, I'm like, this was 20 minutes of my life. I'm never getting back. And it was only, I only didn't call it worse because Sami Zayn's charisma helped it to what it was. Sami Zayn is great. Like Sami Zayn okay. is genuinely awesome. And I actually thought the, you know, the way he delivered his promo was fantastic. The issue was what he was saying, the way that Bobby Lashley didn't react. The fans didn't care, you know, just, just all of that. 
was it was, was it just poor. I mean, it's been poor ever since that he got those people to dress up in drag. I mean, that was that was just not good. It was one of those where, like, I saw the first lady come, the first guy come out, and I was like, "Oh man, I thought I left this behind." I really did not think we did this anymore. Yeah, and I, uh, so go on. Man. No, no, I was saying I was just. I think I was thinking the same thing you were. It was like. I just thought, you know, someone just gave you $2 billion collectively to put your stuff on their television. <laughs> and your response was to, you know, and I'm not even on the offended. I was in the, oh, this is terrible category. But I was like, Vince is no longer in the world where he can do whatever he wants. And so I think there's going to, he, he's going to have to be careful with, you know, a lot of the things that he tries to do, whether it be fat shaming or other stuff. And again, it, I guess that he's mainstream now. He is as mainstream now as pretty much he can be. I mean, he has to be as well. That's the way he's got to start thinking. But that's why I really do think that this week was a was a, a crossing out week. Because really, in that promo or that bit between Sami Zayn and, and Bobby Lashley, we didn't move anywhere. We didn't develop anything. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. It just existed for the sake of existing because we knew they were feuding and they had to do something on Raw. And that but, is that. But that, wasn't that, your life changed when you heard the fact that Kevin Owens is scared of heights? Didn't that completely just change your wrestling viewpoint? Well, I, I didn't mind what Kevin Owens did on Raw this week. He cut a promo and then he what? He lost to Finn Balor via DQ again. Though, yeah, it was kind of just there. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping if we get to next week, if we get to next Monday and Tuesday, and they actually pull some stuff out the bag and make money in bank, all exciting. I'm happy to look back at this and just go, yeah, okay. But I don't know. I it, it was just. I, I did actually like the way they started both shows, to be fair. You know, because I know how much how much value they put in that segment. And, you know, in, in this in, this time, they put Elias out there on Raw, which I don't think we see very often. And they put Carmella out there on SmackDown. And I actually thought that was kind of decent. Because at least it felt I different. Think- like, when it's not Roman Reigns or... I can't even think he would do it on SmackDown. But you know, when someone else comes out to start of the show, and I don't expect them, like Kurt Angle comes out all the time. It's like, oh, good. This feels different straight away. And I think there's a lot that can be said for that. So I have not gone back and watched it, but everyone I talked to was terrified last night. They were going to get another rendition of Bailey, It's Your Life or Our Life or something from last oh, yeah, year. That was, that, was, that was atrocious. Yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> and and it, it was interesting. I mean, I think the, they did a good job of building her up going into Money in the Bank by having her beat, you know, uh, man, that, that intro for Mandy Rose is something else. Um, uh, my wife, my wife was watching it, and I thought her comment was the best you could possibly say when Mandy Rose was coming out. And she said, "Mandy Rose to stage two, Mandy Rose to stage two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can take her seriously. I know she's worked hard, and I've looked at her resume, and you're like, wow, there's a lot here. But when you give her a resume where you foam out the screen, and it's like, oh man, I'm, I didn't, I'm, I'm just surprised. I'm surprised they went that angle. So I guess she's Emmalina, though. I mean, that's what it is, right? That certainly seems to be the culmination of all of that is they found the person they thought they could do it and it was her um so yeah i mean i i, I, I like that both raw and smackdown felt different but yeah they did very quickly fall into a formulaic well they just didn't do anything right they, i mean if i if, if i showed that to somebody and they weren't a wrestling fan i don't know you know if, oh you know make sure you fill me in on all the stories you know we were mixing a lot of people together you know there's roman reigns there was jinder mahal there was seth rollins there's elias they had a tag team match Sonal singh's getting involved we had all that weird stuff with Ke- that on elias. sorry man i hope they put that belt on elias he needs it i don't i, can't, I don't think they're going to i mean I, I know what you mean but to me seth rollins is the only real baby face on raw that has any momentum at the moment and I think the last thing you want to do is take that off him and give it to a heel. Unless he wins it back at SummerSlam or something. I don't know. But I just Well, in a perfect world, he gets the belt from him and then you send Seth after Brock and we get this good but we're not gonna see till SummerSlam because the Universal title's an endangered species spotted four times in the African wilds. But <laughs> I'm hoping they'd put Seth in there to get that belt. Because you're right, he's the hottest baby. I've I we were talking last time, and all you talk about the fact that all these Finn Balor people call in, and I was thinking that one day when your YouTube channel is gigantic, and it can be those things where you're talking to people, and you're like, hello, Balor Club, I, I, I need to sit down, we need to talk, and I need to let you know, Vince doesn't see Finn the way you do, and I'm sorry, you need to accept that, because I feel like there's all these moments where I can tell you're like, yeah, I get that you like him, I just don't think they're going to do with him anything you care about, but... Well, that is true, I just, I, I would like... I mean, go back to Seth Rollins. I'd like him to just be put in a feud that feels like it has a bit of reasoning because he seemed to have ping-balled around a little bit and they've just settled on Elias, I think, because they had nothing else for him to do. Much like the Roman Reigns-Jinder Mahal thing. If Brock Lesnar's not going to be on TV, who else do you put Roman Reigns with? We'll just put him with Jinder because why not? 
I, I can't wait till we all cheer for Mahal at one money money in the bank. I That's gonna it, be. A I think they're both just gonna get booed out of the building. I think it's just gonna be one big boo fest. Well, yeah. I th- oh, we're gonna get the same match reaction. I'm just saying, like somebody said the other day, because you know Fox is good. Fox will Fox doesn't care what you say. They're gonna put people on TV, and they were like, I don't know how. I know it's not your sport, but I was like, what's gonna happen when they put. Roman Reigns next to Roger Dell. I'm like, oh, they're going to boo Roman Reigns. Roger Dell's going to get the greatest gift he's ever seen. And if you don't know this here, he's the most booed man in the history of sports. Everybody hates the, uh, the, the president of the NFL. Everyone does. And so Roman Reigns saying he'll get booed over him says a lot. But I think anybody would tell you that, you know, Roman Reigns will get, you know, you can put Roman Reigns next to a whole lot of people. And, and that's generally going to be your reaction. But like I was telling you before, um, I have a three-year-old in my house who doesn't show a lot of interest towards wrestling until somebody's music hits and he will stand on my couch with his arms in the air, just like Roman Reigns and wanted a Roman Reigns toy. And then when I was taking him to daycare, I think there were 30 or so kids in there. I saw at least 10 or 15 things that were of Roman Reigns shirts, you know, things of that, you know, stuff, all that kind of action figures. Yeah. So Maybe it's not for me and you, but maybe they're maybe they're telling the truth and we just don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> it could be right though, man. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, we're the our group, for lack of a better term, are the loudest. We're the people that make the most noise, be that on Twitter or social media or whatever. However, there is this kid demographic or this you know younger demographic that we don't often talk about, and you've got proof right there. You know, your kid doesn't really gravitate towards wrestling, but he saw Roman Reigns, and who knows what it was—the way he looks, the way he acts, his moves. But who knows? It could be one of a thousand things, right? And yet, and that, the, the guy... Superman terrible. I don't know. I just that Superman punch. I, I I don't know. That's not my not my finisher. But what do I know? <laughs> but, may, but maybe 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 he likes the way it looks. I don't know. Maybe the fact it's called Superman well, no, that, punch. I don't and, know. Yeah, like my wife's my wife can't stand any of this. She literally is that wrestling fan everybody assumes your wife would be, and she's like. Okay, I like Elias. The rest of this stuff stinks, but Elias is good. And I was like, that's random, but at least you'll like somebody on this show. <laughs> exactly, not Roman Reigns. No, but maybe, yeah. maybe it genuinely is uh, a kid thing, which is why they keep doing it. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to justify it because I get on a live. This is obviously talking to a more house show crowd if, if families or kids are cheering him. And when you see him on TV, he gets booed by the quote unquote smarks. And that does, that does grow along in the two from, from a television point of view. And I think that's fair. But yeah, I think you do have to look at it from all angles. And like I well, said, well, real quick, before you go, off, I saw a video the other night of Scott Steiner doing like a house show for some small company, and he came out and he was doing his usual stuff about how he was gonna f all their mother, he was gonna f all their girlfriends, and all that kind of stuff. And it turned out that crowd was eighty six percent children. <laughs> well, there you go, right? I mean, I know right? Scott Steiner in twenty eighteen, folks. Sorry, I, just, I thought that was too good. I wanted to mention that you can dig that up on YouTube. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Man, <laughs> what character? That's all I say. What, what character yeah. that man is? Um, and then you know we had all the stuff with. I mean, I think it was segments like this which kind of got me confused. I understand all the references to the Kurt Hawkins taco segment. I know why they did it. Uh, and I know why they called the jobber James Harden, or whatever his name was. I understood all of that. But it doesn't mean it resonates to a worldwide audience. And it doesn't mean it's a good, entertaining segment. I just thought it was bizarre. And then when it turned out that Baron Corbin is the new constable of Raw, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Who asked for that? Who asked for Baron Corbin to be the constable well, of Raw? So Vince, is, so Vince loves the guy. But he can tell that, you know, like, I, it's funny. I guess he listens for certain characters and not others. But he probably realized, okay, let's do something with Baron Corbin. Because now he's just that skinny fat guy who needs to shave his head and come and really realize what his head looks like. But he's probably like, well, let's try making him funny. Because, like, there's no way this position doesn't lighten him up some. Now, I thought it was interesting that a heel character would make sure the heel characters got vindicated. But I'm with you. Constable, I thought, was also an interesting term to go with. I guess we weren't doing Sheriff like Steve or like uh, Stone Cold or. That's probably you right, know, right? You don't want to touch on those toes. But it, I guess, but I, it also is going to get him on TV, so we'll see that. But I don't know. It's I, I if it's like most things, I sure we'll see it for six months, and he'll go back to whatever it is. But if Vince, <laughs> he's a, I didn't realize again since I'm catching up. Not a lot of things good happen to people who lose money in the bank, lose their money in the bank cash in. No, that's so. why. I'm going to talk about this more next week, but that is why. Whoever does win money in the bank uh, this year needs to be pushed properly. Like, it has to be treated like a massive deal. They absolutely cannot. They can't botch it. They cannot botch it because last year's, I don't think Carmella's cash in was necessarily bad, but you know, what happened to Baron Corbin was, and I think we really need to, we need a really, really strong cash in potential on Raw, and we need 
a really strong cash and potential on SmackDown because it is a storyline that you could continue for, for ages. And when pulled off right, everybody loves it. And I don't think we've necessarily... I mean, I think two years ago, who had it in 2017? In 2016 was Dean Ambrose. I quite like that cashing on the same night. That worked. Um, well, that's what I, th- I think because we've seen two Royal, Rumble, two Royal Rumble winners that didn't win at WrestleMania. And I think now they need to see something of this nature actually work. And on a side note, one thing about it, did you listen to the crowd during Carmella's segment last night about Asuka? You could have heard a pin drop until the end when they started booing her. That's true. So I, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that feedback will get back to them. <laughs> I, did, I, did like, I did like what they did there. I did enjoy, you know, the Oscar, you've lost your confidence. Uh, you know, the, the, pre, the pre-WrestleMania Oscar would have taken them both on, and she takes them both on. I thought that was cool. I just like that. I just, you know, it's just a small thing. Um, I realized it's so obvious who won it last year. It was uh, two years ago. It was literally. So Dean Ambrose two years ago cashed in on the night. And obviously that was 2016. So last year was Baron Corbin, which brings us to 2018. So I really do think we need to give it to someone that can hold it for a long time. And that's why my money would be on Rusev and- or a Samoa Joe. I think they could do wonders with that briefcase. I don't think either is going to win it. I think you have to. It's kind of a heel. It's a kind of a heel move to cash in anyway. So you don't really stick a lot of. I wouldn't stick a ton of it on faces. I mean, I know you can, but it's it's more fun for a heel to carry it because you can do more with it. Especially a heel they want to build up as well, like a heel that needs something. I mean, that's why I think Finn Balor needs to win it in one sense because he needs something. But you're right; it's more fun if if a heel has it. If they gave it, I agree with you completely. But I guess it's just him and his, you know. Black, you know, his wrestling gear carrying a suitcase is kind of amusing to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'd love Finn to win it, but I'm kind of in the five stages of acceptance here. Yeah, exactly, and so, yeah. like, and I would love Samoa Joe. I mean, they need to get, I think they should get a belt on him because I think he's the best promo in this company by a mile when he's on a bad day. So, well, that's the thing. That's why I mean, we're jumping all over the place here, but we do it anyway all the time. That's why I was surprised that he was like a supporting player this week on SmackDown. He turned up at the end of the show. He was in a six-man tag going against uh, it was the New Day versus Miz versus Rusev versus Samoa Joe. Uh, his team lost. He didn't take the pin, and I was just a bit like, wait a minute, that's all we're doing with Samoa Joe? I, I, I surprised, and again, because I really do. This is going to be my point throughout this entire podcast. I think Samoa Joe's going to do something amazing before Money in the Bank, but you can't do it this week because you want to hold it off till next week. Hence why here he just pops up in the main event. Eventually, him and uh, Rusev walk out in the Miz because he chucked pancakes in the face by accident, and that's it. The New Day win, and that's how SmackDown ends. So it's a bit like well, okay. you were talking about. No, you you mentioned. I, I agree with you on that, and you're right. It was just the the ending was so weird and. I was gonna, the one thing I was thinking as you were saying that with the Carmella stuff. I guess there is one NXT call up that has gone well, and that's the Iconics. They weren't even on SmackDown, though, were they? No, but I mean, at least when they came up, they seemed to have a point, and apparently their merchandise is moving. True, but and, and they, 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 their gimmick works. They really, they genuinely piss me off in the right way. So in that sense, they're they're doing everything they need to do. And I really thought I was so happy last night when Becky beat Char- when Becky beat Charlotte. I was like, "Please turn heel! Please turn heel! Please turn heel!" I thought we had a second where she was going to turn because she doesn't have the belt on her. It was a perfect time, but I was like, "Nope, we're just going to hug." I was really hoping she was going to turn on Becky because I thought that would have been great. I but like, no, we didn't. I felt like there was a tease there. I really enjoyed that match, and I didn't think that um, I didn't think that they would. But um, no, I just that match. No, was decent. That was a great match. Yeah, but I thought it was fun as well. They were doing all those cute little spots. I was like, "Man, this is actually." It's got some personality in it, and we rarely see that. Uh, and yeah, Becky Lynch winning was a surprise, so I enjoyed that as well. And I think there was she some kind of tease. The horse thing when the match started. Yes, I think there was some. I think there's some tease here. So I, I don't know. I think there's, there's more here. I think maybe something's going to happen at Money in the Bank, and maybe we can transition into a popper feud between those two. I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, that's the other thing I will say as it's come up. It's, Someone needs to turn for that to happen. Well, I would turn Charlotte. I think Charlotte's a much... I mean, she comes across like a heel with her face anyway, so... Yeah, she's got that glare that, like, gives off that, like, what makes you think you can breathe the same air as me with her eyes kind of a thing? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and she can back it up in the ring. So I wouldn't mind, because, like I say, at this point, the women's money in the bank's been overshadowed horrendously. But I certainly wouldn't mind, you know, Charlotte and Becky somehow taking each other out and going off into a feud. And then I maybe... I, I can't even think who I would pick to win the women's money in the bank at this stage it's been like i said if we're so forgotten about i don't really know who's got momentum or anything but i would be worried about that because if they start writing that what are they going to do with all the writers focused on the bailey sasha feud i don't want them to move their attention somewhere else i mean clearly they're invested in that and we need to see where that's going i i 
I, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Did you start Bailey was comparing it to the mega powers explode. And I know that's her. That's her job. She's got to do that. But my thing was like, yeah, but during that 18 month storyline, we didn't hug and we didn't do tag matches together. And like, like there was not an escalation and a de-escalation. And it was just, yeah, but I, but you know what? You can tell it's not dying from last night. Like my guess is that we might see this third for the next year or so. Seriously. I think. I, 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 I'm speechless. I'm absolutely speechless. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. They pulled the trigger, then they pulled back on it, and now they're doing it again. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I got. I think in my head, honestly, just for, now again, just thinking. I really think they thought about turning Bailey, and my guess is they turned that crowd and saw, you know, a few hundred girls holding up a press, a flag that said "hugger" on it, and went, "Well, uh, uh, maybe we maybe we shouldn't do that." And I, I don't. I just. I'm with you. It seems like they had a plan, and then somebody just halted it because you're right. It just came to a stop. Because I thought when you threw somebody through a table, that led to a, at least a match, but well, that just no. led this to like a therapy session. <laughs> just, just, just one of those things. Just one of those things. Uh, and as, as we're talking about the women as well, obviously we had the Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey stuff, which, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mind if you want to pull the trigger on Ronda Rousey. It makes perfect sense. She's a huge reason as to why they got that Fox deal. She's a draw. She's a mainstream celebrity. And if WWE truly believes that, you know, giving her the belt is, is going to help her, then yeah, do it. Absolutely fine. But I, what I don't understand is there's no rhyme or reason to any of this to begin with. It just happened. Then Nia Jax was a heel. Then on this week's Raw, she's a face. I do think there may be some kind of collusion between Natty Neidhart and Nia Jax here, which is why it happens. But it was still awkward to watch, made no sense, and ultimately didn't help Ronda Rousey. And given how new she is in her career, that's the thing you've got to focus on. You've got to make sure she's well, as strong as possible. And they did not do that here. You can tell Ronda was trying to memorize lines by the one she kept saying about what her husband was able to call her, and she said it twice. And oh, yeah, it didn't come off very smooth. Yeah, and then like my thing is everybody knows that Ronda Rousey's not cheap. And so my whole thing is if they've been thinking ahead of time since we ended Oscar Streak for reasons unknown, I don't think it's the smartest thing in the world to put your probably your most expensive superstar in the ring with Nia, who we watched, I'm fairly certain, almost break Alexa in half. Because cause <laughs> she she's still learning, right? You can tell she's not like that like Oscar or just someone you know that's more less likely to to because they're both going to be learning, and I keep hearing rumors now they think their money in the make money in the bank match will be like two two three minutes long. I'm all right with that. I, I'm honestly all right with that. Let Ronda Rousey whoop her ass. Like I don't think it's going to hurt Nia Jax at all at this stage. And Nia Jax is a bad person. I mean, it's this whole thing with like it's hard to put belts on giants, you know, because it the it only goes so far. But like I, I've been, I'm with you. It's like. The other thing is we all know Rhonda has like three things she can emote, like happy, sad, and really, really mad. Like she's just, she kind of varies between those three. But, but yeah, the whole Natalia thing, I'm assuming there's a turn on here where either yeah, she cashes it. in and, but you know, then I don't know if we're also a hurt storyline with her so we can try to get someone else like in a, in a world where, you know, God doesn't love us and nothing goes the way we want. I think if Natalia's hurt, they find a way to work Bailey into money in the bank. The thing is, if Natty's actually hurt, what was all that stuff with Nia Jax showing real concern? As a heel, she should be like, I'm going to kick your ass. You know, I just I want well, to my whole, my enough, whole I, think that, I honestly think what they're trying to do is show you that she's not a heel, which is, I think they were trying to say, okay, she did that stuff last week to get across to Ronda. She'll beat the junk out of her. But just so you know, she's still a good guy. Because I guarantee you they heard all this saying, so is she a heel now? And I think they really wanted us to see her. But then what's weird about that is when she's standing there in the ring, then you make Rhonda look like a heel because she won't let her friend check on her. The whole thing was a little disjointed. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I didn't mind this feud. I know a lot of people did, and I, I understood why. It felt very rushed out of nowhere, like I said. But I, I get it. I get it's a business. It's a very smart business move. But why, why, why it can't just be, you know, rookie but star elsewhere goes for title? I don't know why we have to add in all these little filler and all these other bits because well, it certainly doesn't work for me at the moment anyway. It just feels all over the place. I think all this leads to, like I said, I think Miz wins money in the bank for the guys. I think Alexa wins it for the girls because I think they really like Alexa Bliss and the the briefcase keeps her engaged. And I think they want Miz to get one more run. But I, I it's interesting, to st like, you know, like even with the Miz, right? Like his storytelling right now involves pancakes and a new due member to be picked later to be in Money in the Bank. Who do you want? Which new day member do you want? As we're still waiting to find that out. 
it, I think it has to be Big E if you want a great match. I mean, I, I, you know, up shout down, shout out to up, up, down, down. I don't know if Xavier's the guy for that. And when you've lost seven ladder matches, I don't know if it's Kofi's thing. And I think Big E deserves a push, and you can do this without blowing up the new day. Well, I, I would like that. I, I would be completely up for new day, uh, Big E going in, Big E winning it, but Xavier and Xavier and Kofi staying together, and they just act. You know, they're a unit. But they're a unit that operates both together and outside of that little sort of group. I think they would do it really well. And W doesn't do that very often. And to know that they're still the new day, but they just happen to be have different goals and different focuses, I'm 100% cool with that. I think it's a really good idea. I don't always think you have to break teams up. And I, oh, I wanted to run something by you because I, I, the everyone keeps talking about the three hour raw, and everybody's happy that SmackDown went to Fox because that probably means SmackDown stays two hours. And trust me, like everybody else, I get when you get like my wife doesn't watch stuff. And on Raw, I'll like tape it and she can watch something. I'll come back and she'll be like, how long is this show on? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But my thing is with the amount of talent they've accumulated and everything that they've got going on in that company and the women and all these other people. If Raw was two hours and SmackDown was two hours, like say we got what we wanted. I feel like this talent would suffer. I mean, he's already admitted. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not going to be the, it's going to be with Fox is going to be ratings. Cause I got news for you. Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. They're all going to SmackDown. Every single solitary one of them. And that'll be the, but I just, I just feel like the three hour raw is kind of a necessity. Like I get people want to get rid of it. But my thing is if you got rid of it, what do you do for that talent that you don't have time to get on TV? Yeah. Am I crazy? I mean, there's just they've got such a you know glutton of riches right now as far as great wrestlers. Well, I mean, I know I'm outnumbered there. This is why um, you know that whole Fox deal changes everything because how if if you know I I don't know what Fox's you know ratings are. I don't know what they expect SmackDown to get, but I do certainly know 100. percent three three and a half million. Yeah, so that's what you know, basically a million more. Let's say a million more, which is maybe being a bit liberal, whatever. Then then they're getting down the USA network. You have to figure out right how are we going to you know how are we going to make sure that doesn't dip because as we've heard from everybody fox will cancel smackdown if it's not doing the right numbers or they put it to fs1 well that, that does no not, FS1. yeah that does not carry the same you know amount of stock or amount of excitement so they need to find ways to keep those ratings up and the easiest way to do that is to put your biggest styles in it so i'm under no illusion a i'd end the brand split i've been thinking about this i would just end it but if you're not going to do that yeah roman reigns has got to go there if they believe him to be a draw which they must do and um, brock lesnar instead around braun Strowman, ronda rousey because, you know, it's going to be a very difficult balance because you don't want to tank Raw. But at the same time, you cannot ignore SmackDown. They have been recently, but they have done in the past because it's too important and it's worth too much money. And that is the well, key. Like I, I know this probably doesn't come up. Like I said, I know you overseas, but like so Fox canceled everything. They basically have got their money in three places going forward. Football. As in our football, not not soccer. I, apologies to all who hear this. Yes, I know that I was in, in England for two years where they were like, that's not football. I know. I got it. I'm sorry. It's all good, man. Football. You, you do you, man. You do wrestling, you. Yeah. Football, wrestling, and Tim Allen. I know that last one seems weird, but they're clearly doubling down on things on things will people will watch live and things they don't have to pay to produce. So I think the leash for this is actually going to be very long. And I think unless we start seeing 2.1s, 2.0s, I think they're fine. But also, they're going to be in twice as many homes on Fox. So I think from that alone, that'll get you to like three million. But, you know, I got to think that that's going to change the stars. And I'm fairly certain we will not get a Lashley Sisters segment. <laughs> but this is Fox. This is what I mean. I, I don't know how much say Fox are going to have. I know a lot of people have said they assume there's so much money involved that Fox are going to demand wrestlers. I think that's the case. I don't think you can do that because I just don't think it works. However... You do have to be a bit smart with your storylines because I don't believe, yeah, I, I don't believe if you put something like that on, on you know, on, on, a, on a network like Fox, that you wouldn't, ne- not necessarily, but you're rolling the dice a lot more riskier yeah. by getting some kind and of they've potential backlash. They're going to have a separate studio show on FS1 like once a week to do that. But I was watching this video and I forgot his name, some weirdo that was telling me that Fox was going to kill off the the. The WWE Network forgot that somewhere. Bald guy slapped his head a lot. Can't remember. But (laughs) I thought the points you made were pretty simple. Because I thought that too when I was like, okay, $2 billion. You know, does this make your emphasis? But also it could go twofold. Like I agree with you. Honestly, I think that NXT might not be long for this world. But I bet half the people that subscribe to the network do it for NXT. 
I wonder if this means more original talent. Because on a side note, I don't think All In 2 happens because I got news for you. I think WWE is going to buy up every piece of talent this country has. Do you really um, think, okay, they're going to try, but are people going to go? That's the question. I guess I think about it like this. Like, I can love – so I'm wrestling, and I'm just throwing a number out there. I don't know what it is. See, I'm making a million bucks a year, yeah. and bro, I've turned down more money not to go to WWE. They can literally fly to Japan right now to Omega and go, we'll give you $10 million a year. I don't care how much you love Japan, hate WWE, whatever it is. They're going to throw money at the Young Bucks. And they're going to, I mean, I get it. They sell their own shirts, the Funko Pops and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, they talk about the WWE, right? It's a consistent paycheck. It's not going away tomorrow. And I don't think All In got their attention until it sold out in 30 minutes. But I would be willing to bet a fairly significant amount of money that either All In 2 won't happen because the WWE will make sure they can't get a facility. Or they'll buy up every piece of talent anybody would want to see to where All In 2 is, like, not people would. I mean, they've Me. got too much money now. I'll do it. I'll do All In 2 because there'll be nobody else. I, I can just Remember rock that? up. They were talking about it. Meltzer was that British wrestling thing that's trying to get off the ground that WWE signed all those uh, wrestlers to. Oh, what, the King of the Ring thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, they, and I guess it was someone that got a TV deal. It was a British wrestling company. And oh, WWE sport, signed yeah. up. And they signed up all the talent. And I was like, so the only real places WWE really matters now are Canada, America, and England. Because they don't get over in Mexico anymore and they've lost Japan. So anybody that tries anything in those three areas, suddenly Vince McMahon now has more money than Ted Turner for people to wrap their head around that. Like, I don't think that – I just think that next time when All In 2 comes, I just think that you're going to see either NXT explode – but I think they're going to start signing more people. I just, I, all in I heard was like, this is going to change the industry. And then I saw that TV and I was like, well, maybe not. <laughs> I, you know, I think it all depends on the wrestlers, right? That's the big thing. It's, it's what wrestlers want to do. What, you know, how do they see it? All, all those kind of things. Uh, does, I mean, WWE certainly has the financial muscle to do whatever they want, but you still got to convince people to go. And I don't necessarily think people at the Young Bucks want to do that, or Kenny Omega. I think they're worried about creativity, and I also think they're worried about how they're going to be used. Like, you know, Sting never wanted to go to WWE because he was so worried about what they would, um, what they, what they would do with him. And I think it's the same here. I think that's the biggest worry. And also, those guys are doing really well. And technically, if Cody Rhodes and uh, the Young Bucks and all those guys can make all in a thing and can turn it into the WrestleMania of indie promotions, which I've said a lot and people roll their eyes, but that's, I think, what they're trying to do. I think that's the intent here. Then there's I no, think that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no reason to say that even with WWE's financial power, they couldn't find the balance. Because, again, if people don't want to go, they won't go. And that's a big that's a big but and a big if. Yeah, I don't want this to sound like I'm an all-in hater. But I'm, this competition is the best thing we could all ask for. I just feel like this TV deal gives them so much ammunition to stomp oh, out does. competition. Yeah, it does. Money, and, money is power, right? And I, and I hate to say it, but I really wish Impact would just – like there can't be a true number two till Impact just collapses and goes away. Like if Impact would just drop this and where they are the sort of pseudo number two on a pop culture – a pop you know, cable network that 15 people watch – the, as long as they're there, I feel like they're blocking anybody else from that legit number two thing. And, and I, that's, the, I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like that. I, I think all in and I think all that stuff could be great. But I got to think anybody that was thinking a true competitive thing. I'm fairly certain pop gives impact six pop pepperoni pizzas for their TV deal. <laughs> I don't there's a lot going on there, but I, 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 I wouldn't necessarily. I want them to die because I think they've got a really good group of people there. And. You know, I totally believe, I, I think giving it time, I think the guys in charge now, Don Callis and the other dude, who I always forget the name of because I'm an idiot, I think given time, they may be able to work something there. And I, I, I think even, you know, with this sort of changing wrestling empire, and you're right, there does need to be a change from somewhere for a number two to rise up. It probably can't be impact just because of everything they've gone through, but I still rather it there it wasn't because you've got to be in the game, right? You've got to be in the game well, to, to, to even have a chance. Agreed. Well, one thing you've noticed with me is I'm very good about staying on topic and not just changing to whatever I want to talk about. I'm really focused. <laughs> but before you talk to CM Punk, what do you think about the stuff that came out about Shawn Michaels? One more match. I was going to talk about this. So, yeah, he was doing an interview with Sky Sports over here. because, As we talked about earlier, he's got the British, the British tournament coming up. He's over there to help out because he does a lot of stuff with NXT. And they asked him that. And, you know, usually he's very coy on things like that. But this time, no, he outwardly said 
you know, there is the possibility of doing a one-on match. He thinks if the story was right uh, in his head, if it was going to happen, he'd imagine it would be more a uh, silly tag team match with Triple H where they can crotch shot people. However, he also dropped names like Johnny Gargano, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. So that's going through sure. his head as well. And I, but here's my, my thing now is because even he said it. He said, you know, fans have to be aware this isn't the showstopper they're used to. This is going to be a different guy. Well, I thought about that. So, like, Do we he's clearly my question. He's the best performer of all time. I, I've, I've said that forever. I actually I went on Pro Wrestling Tees. I bought that shirt where it's just heel turn with the broken barbershop window. <laughs> yeah, um, good. I'm one of the old people here. I can honestly say it very much. When he put Janetti through that barbershop window, I legit cried. Oh, like, yeah, I think he, we all did, man, right? That was my childhood where I was like, what? Did, what? I don't un-, like. It was one of those things where like when people start talking about great heel turns, if you don't bring up him or Hogan, then I can't pay attention. <laughs> but the thing about it, it's like, like when Jordan came back with the Wizards, it's like to see him come back and I got to think the match, if he gets in shape, eight, 10 minutes long, a super kick, you want to remember, I only have football analogies for over here, like Johnny United is playing too long or somebody where it's like, I loved him so much and have so many memories and I, I can play that Iron Man match with Bret Hart back in my head. I just don't know if I want him to. Now, I'm pretty sure he's got too much pride to, to look terrible. But, you know, he's not going to be what we think when he steps in a ring. And I don't think you want your last memory of someone that was arguably the greatest wrestler of all time to be someone that was 20% of what they used to be. Which is my big thing. I, my, my big thing is, do I need to see him come back? And I don't think I do. Like, I think my version of that would be Stone Cold Steve Austin. And there's always the rumors every year, Stone Cold's coming back. And I'm like, do I want him to come back? What could he possibly do that either he hasn't well, already done or that he's going to, you know, sorry? His neck. I just don't. He's got that same neck thing. It's like him, Edge, and Paige. Like, it's neck stuff. Then generally, those are things you don't ever come back from. Well, no, but I don't want him to. I really don't want him to come back. Like, I'm happy to come back for a, for a pop every now and then. Like, when, you know, the pop that he had uh, when he came back against um, uh, for the, the Raw 1000 show. Oh, when Vince McMahon went to old Vince McMahon heel oh, voice, I was, just, I was 16 years old sitting in my bed again. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was wonderful. So, you know, I that, grew up in a small town in Texas. So my connection to Stone Cold sounds an awful same thing with you where like that every week, every Monday night. But yeah, I just but again, I wonder if we gripe too much now because I swear that, you know, storylines were a little if you didn't like the, if you didn't like Stone Cold and Vince McMahon back in the day. Maybe you sound then like we do right now talking about current WWE, probably, if that man. makes sense. I, 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 we probably do, and I completely understand that. Like, you know, wrestling is always better when you're a bit younger and, and you first get into it, so I completely understand that. But it's just, what is Stone Cold Steve? I, like I said, I like the nostalgia pop. When he came out there, I loved it. I watched that clip on YouTube all the time because I'm nuts. But what could he possibly do that he hasn't already given me? Nothing. There is absolutely nothing that he can do. And that, that luckily that, for you, he's really busy and doesn't need. The problem is when your favorite wrestlers A or don't have anything to do, or B need money. And I don't think he's in that category, so I think you're safe. No, I, I just I, I, if he came back, would I enjoy it? Of course I would. But I don't get. I know some fans are desperate for it. I never get desperate. It's the same with Shawn Michaels. I think Shawn Michaels is incredible, but I don't need. If he doesn't want to come back, I think that he's left his mark. I think that you know he will always be. He'll always be. Uh, you know, remembered as one of the great. So it's not like he can, he can't make his legacy any better is what I'm trying to say. So I let, and, if, yeah. if he wants to come back for fun, of course you should do it. But I don't think we as fans get anything right, you know, whether he does that or not. At least that's how I see it. Well, the, I agree with you. And one thing, one, one of the, main, I, 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 I love your stuff you put out for a lot of different reasons. One positive and a lot of it's really good. And you know, the fact you know what you're talking about. <laughs> so but the you. thing I really enjoyed was you're one of the few people that has the courage to say, have you gone back and watched the Attitude Era as an adult? Oh, man. It's, it's not and easy. It's not, it's not easy I've watching. Turned, I, over since we talked last time, I've turned on a few different things like St. Valentine's Day Massacre and a couple of these other ones. And I'm like, God, this is between the six-minute matches and the way they've treated women. And, like, I get it. 14-year-old me thought this was the greatest thing ever. But I was like, like, I was looking around in my living room to see if my wife and kid walked in so I could hurry up and turn it off. <laughs> and I was like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't do that now, except when I'm like, yeah, they're not there. though. Yeah, those are guys. I'm sorry. But it's just that I really think 50 years from now, when people are going to be going, you know, this wasn't good. Like, 
it just, you know, that wouldn't, that was for, tw- that was made for me and you, right? That age demographic was who they were catering to, but it's not going to, the eighties will test the, will do well, you know, that kind of, but that, that era, like where it was just a race to the gutter. I, I just, I'm with you. I can, the more I look back at it, the more I'm like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. It was, it, it was of its time. Like it was of its time. And I, and I, did I love it? Of course I loved it. I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed every second of it for better or worse. However, with that said, it was of its time. It was of it was that late nineties period. You have stuff like Jerry Springer and you know people pushing the boundaries of we'll say good taste for lack of a better term. But it, things age and things change and opinions change. Like words change. Everything changes. And the attitude era, we owe it all a massive debt because it you know it, it, it transformed the business as they say, which it did. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can go back now and watch it how you once were. And I'm not saying it's the same. But I also think there's a level of that when it comes to wrestlers coming back. Like, no matter what, it's almost impossible for them to ever achieve what you'd want them to achieve. Because in their head, in your head, it's never going to be what they're maybe even able to, you know, produce, depending on, uh, you know, their current state, how long they've been out the ring. And we'd all enjoy Shawn Michaels coming back. But I can imagine the overall consensus afterwards would be, oh, it's okay. It was nice for an evening. I don't think Shawn Michaels needs that. He's better than that. And again, this is this no, is this is me talking, this is me talking as a from a very very critical fan point of view. What really matters if he wants to come back, he's earned the right to, so he certainly should a hundred percent. However, I don't think he needs to, and I think that's where the difference comes in, which is why when it, when it when it when it um you know when it sounds like Stone Cold Steve Austin is a hundred percent not ever returning to wrestling. I'm, I'm sad in the sense that he was one of my favorite wrestlers, but I'm cool with that because he gave me so much, and really he has nothing more to prove. Real, and I was going to say real quick, I'm sure most of your listeners are like, man, I wish this American who doesn't sound like his balls have dropped yet would be quiet. So someone can tell me what thought <laughs> about Ron Smackdown. Absolutely not, but, dude. Uh, you come on here to talk, man. And that's what it's all about. Never, ever apologize for that. And well, yeah, I definitely don't have a voice for radio, but um, uh, it, <laughs> don't agree. I was going to mention, I know you got, I know that there's time and stuff like that. What did you, I mean, we kind of talked about, we didn't think Royal was all that great, but were there any other specific stuff throughout the show you wanted to mention? Uh, not necessarily. Um, the, the big ones. I, I mean, I, I like the Battle Royal. I like the fact the B team won. The B team are dumb. Like, I, I like dumb. In a show three hours long, I like when they change up the pace. Therefore, you know, the tag I, team division has been made to look like a bunch of jabronis. Well, like it's such I a. Mean, do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's certainly it's certainly not, you know, great at the moment is what I'll say. So if you're going to have fun with it, have fun with it, and that's exactly what they. I don't think know. Vince McMahon cares about the tag teams at all. Well, I did a video for that about what coach the other day. I just think he sees yeah, it as almost, it, it's almost like he sees it as a, a, a deterrent almost that he has to try and get around, which is sad really, because again, the reason I like the B team so much is because they come across like a change of pace. And that's what the tag team division is too. It's like, okay, I've seen single, single, singles. You know, I've seen, I know, I don't see it like this, but WWE do. They see women's segments as sort of, you have to book the women in here. Uh, but that's why I like it when we have a tag yeah. team. And I like people like the B team. Uh, no, I agree with you. And I think part of it is, you know, they have to break up their mixed tag matches that came out of nowhere from a storyline they started when the show did to give us a random tag match. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, I mean, you grew up watching the golden era of tags, like where we got to watch, you know, the Legion of Doom and these other great teams. And later, you know, of course, the greatness that was the ass man and all those other ones were like, uh, I felt like now it's just to watch what the happened to that division. You're just like. Honestly, these mixed tags are so got they're so out of left field. I have to ignore it from a story standpoint, but you could argue that some of these mixed tags with women that we don't know why are there have been better than the tag team division, not because of skill level, but because of how they were booked. And I think that's just crazy. So that's my thing. I mean, you got teams like the Revival and even Heath Slater and Rhino. You could probably do more with that we're not doing. But yeah, I thought that was fine. I like the B team. I mean, they'll lose to Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, and then eventually, I think Drew, Drew uh, McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler win the titles. But I'm okay with that. Uh, I don't know if I said this. I don't know if I said this to you before the thing started or after. But God, break up the Riot Squad. Ruby's too good, and Liv and Sarah suck. <laughs> just, just, just give them something. Give them something. At the moment, they feel absolutely lost. Um, and I liked, uh, you know, the Kevin Owens, uh, Finn Balor main event. I thought it was good because, of course, it was good because they're both really good. Uh, it's those two could have a good match in a bingo hall on a Saturday night. You know what I mean? Like, those two are just good. And they probably have. Uh, yeah, other two things I wanted to mention from SmackDown. Obviously, feel free to jump in with your own thoughts. I like the AJ Styles Nakamura contract signing. I thought that was done really well. 
um, simply because it felt like I've seen so many contract signs in WWE. This one felt intense and realistic and serious. You know, I thought that was really well done. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention was if my brain will kick into gear. Oh, it was, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not into Big Cass, Daniel Bryan. I'm just not. I tried. I don't mind Big Cass and Daniel Bryan working together. You should be able to work with whatever you want. Don't like the story. Just, it's just, I just don't like it. I think, I think you speak for all of us there. Uh, wait, wait. My only thought when Big Cass is on is your head is too small for your body. And <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's just, it's, I'm with you. It's like, this just die. Can we just move on to the Miz? I get this as a stall thing. I, you know. It was a good way to play in the fact that you both got cleared the same day, which was kind of funny even then. But I'm with you. I'm just like, Big Cass isn't that great in the ring. I haven't liked this feud at all. It's just, it, yeah, this feud needs to go. I, I, and I love Shinsuke Nakamura signing on that contract, by the way. I hope he never has a face ever again for the rest of his life. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, how good? How good is he? As a heel, like he, he has to win this title. We'll talk about more about money in the back next week. But if they don't pull the trigger on Shinsuke Nakamura winning the title now, they're mad because it will ultimately cement this heel character. He can get so much heat. I, I'm convinced of it. Yeah, I think. Well, be, I think the thing I was going to mention to you. So I came back Survivor Series of last year. Yeah. I think I've seen like three title changes since I've been back. Like the uh, belts. Yeah, you would have seen Brock Lesnar won it. You would have seen AJ Styles win it. No, AJ won it. Before, AJ had it at Survivor Series. He won it like the week before at like a thing in London yeah, with. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so like Brock already had it, and then I watched Nia Jax win it from Alexa, and I watched the tag team titles, and so like I get you want your bar your your belts to be valued and all, but there's times now where like I forget there's a belt on the line. Like you do need it to change hands somewhat often, and my, I'm not trying to say Vince Russo it not at all, but you know like. <laughs> But I will say I'm kind of shocked that like a lot. Well, also, there's way too many non-title matches, but that's another conversation for another time. <laughs> well, I think with all of that is it's really good not to uh, not to change uh, the title too much, as we know, because yeah, you've been through so it and you don't want a hot potato the thing. But you also have to kind of feel. What am I looking for? But, but feel the moment like, oh, now's the time. Now's the time to do it. And I don't think we've done that with AJ Styles. I love AJ Styles. I think AJ Styles is amazing. However... I definitely think the time for him to lose the belt is now. He can. He can get away with it. No one's going to mind. Yeah. It'll help Shinsuke Nakamura. And I think you have to feel that in the air. Like, I, re I really, really do. Like, it's... it's. Uh... Well, also, since I got back, bad guys just don't win that much in today's WWE. Like, there's just way too many times where the face comes out on the end here. And, like, if they don't put the belt on Nakamura after having three non-finishes, I, I agree. Like, it's a change that needs to happen to even validate Nakamura or he's just a punk here. But yeah, I just yeah, agreed basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I just you have to, I just think you have to feel it in the air. And right now, Nakamura needs it, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I just think it would be mad if they didn't pull the trigger now. But I did like the contract signing. I did, and going back to so, the, sorry, go on, man. No, I was just gonna say I, I'm I'm just associating him. I know with us, uh, him and Oscar, but have you figured out why Oscar had to lose the streak at WrestleMania yet? It's my biggest thing I don't get because when she acts all cool and all badass like she did on uh, um, on on SmackDown, SmackDown. this week, I, I, it reminds me of that character. I really don't know. I don't know what the plan was. I know a lot of people say it's because this and that, and I'm not saying it. Why not? It's it's look. Here's what I'm saying. It's certainly worth a go. Absolutely. I think you, you should not do it just because I don't think so. What do I know? But I will say that as a fan looking at it now, I don't necessarily think it was a good idea. I mean, that, that, that's, just, that's just how I see it. Doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean I'm wrong. I just think we could have been smarter with this, maybe, potentially. We were just talking about titles and all that, and I'm fairly certain I already know your answer here, even though they said they're going to move away with it. Where were you on the opinion about women's tag titles? I, think it's, I, I just think there's enough women on the brand. Uh, is my is my worry, um, and also I just don't think they'll I don't think they'll they'll treat it right. Is 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 is, is my is the real problem? Like I I don't think. Yeah, I, I no, I just I don't think at the moment that I think before you start adding new belts, you don't want to start looking at new belts before you've focused on the ones that you've got. And I don't think the IC title's doing okay, but still not great. The US Championship sometimes I forget who even holds the damn thing. You know they're not highlight, highlighting that much at all. Um, I heard there's some guy with a universal title, but his name slips my mind. I forgot who that. Exactly, man. And I think that's the that's the problem right now. I don't think we should start adding in new titles until 
we, we, we've sorted those ones out. And we haven't done that yet. I'm not saying we can't. I'm not saying they're in awful state. But I say, oh, don't, we don't want to add in new titles. Not that I'm against it by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but uh, Jeff Hardy wasn't even on SmackDown this week. And it doesn't have to be on every week. But at least talk about the US champions. It do, I, you know, I forget. I forget that he's the US champion sometimes. Oh, and every time I watch him do another swanton bomb, I'm like, oh, you need... Oh, I, someone needs to get the belt off you before you hurt someone else or yourself. <laughs> it it clearly doesn't look like... He, it does not look like he can protect people like he used to. He doesn't hold back. I mean, fair play to him. He doesn't He doesn't hold back at all. Do you want to see women's tag team titles then? Do you think it'd be a good idea? I hear you. My whole thing is like, yeah, having a woman's title on both brands was great till you brought 20 of them up. And so like, if you could pick like people who could, what you could legit logically see the woman's the woman title on now, you're talking about Alexis and just combining them with Charlotte, Becky, Ruby, like it's just, you'll name off probably about seven or eight names. There's 20 or 25 women on this roster now. Like if you're going to do something with them, that's not these mixed tags we, we, we go against. And I'm with you. I don't know how much time it would get either. There's no, like, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say in the next 12 months, Liv Morgan's not going to be the WWE women's champion. No. And <laughs> if that's the case, then like you need to give them a point. And I think that the tag titles would do that, but I'm with you. I already don't know where they put this, you know, I already don't know where they put all these people as it is. Is what goes back to my whole thing with Raw has to be three hours. But um, I like the idea, but I'm with you. I don't know how they'd pull it off. But I guess my thing is they've got too many women now for two belts. I think that's true. But again, I don't. Yeah, I, I just think they need to. They need to make the 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 the, the titles feel special before they start adding new ones. I just think it would, it would come so messy and so confused. That would be my gut anyway. That would be my gut. I'm not against it. And, you know, if, if you can make the title matter, this is the thing. You can't have too many titles. It all depends what those titles mean. So if they all mean something, that's wonderful. Like, you know, you've done it. You've smashed it. But I don't think they do do that. And, that, and that's when I start thinking, I don't think we should add new titles yet, especially when we can try and ramp up the ones, you know, the ones that we've already got. Um, something I do want to talk to you about as well is obviously the other big news in pro wrestling this week was not even that pro wrestling related is that CM Punk won his lawsuit against um, uh, Dr. Rahman. I can't remember his first name, but I, 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 would, I would implore everyone to go look into it. I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty here, but basically it was so, a, it was a huge a deal. Sorry, man. It's such a weird case and why they did not settle out of court. They must have been too angry, but like listening to the deliberations on this, it was like his examples of defamation, he'd literally used tweets from fans. I, like... And, they actually cite. I mean, when you're when you're citing that kind of stuff, it's like settle. Like it was. I, if it's, yeah, I'm with you. That was just an odd case. I will say, as much as it was hard for him, it was interesting to hear CM Punk break down talking about the Royal Rumble for 2014. Well, look, as a fan, this is what I mean from a fan's point of view. You should definitely go listen to it. Like a lot of stuff came out that's really fascinating. Well, I, I found it fascinating anyway. Um, and this will prep you for CM Punk's CTE suit against the WWE, since they have now admitted that after a concussion, they decided to throw him through a table. Well, it, this is the other thing, is that it's it, it's more about what it means for this whole sort of war of words that continues to go on between CM Punk and, and, and the WWE, because this is a victory for CM Punk. Like, it just is. There's no two ways about it. Well, and, he's about a million bucks lighter, I bet. But yeah, it was a victory. Yeah, and that, that's the kind of... That, 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 that's, the, that, that's the thing I'm interested about. Like, I thought it was weird that it went to, to court because I was like, why, why, why would we come to court with this? But poor Colt Cabana, Jesus. Like I would hate the idea if some guy came on your podcast and said something and they were like, you got a letter in the mail to let you know that you were being sued for millions of dollars and you're held liable. And they took every dime of yours for three years. The fact that Cabana was roped in this at all is kind of terrifying. It is. But I mean, that's why it's good that it all worked out. Okay. For lack of a better term, I wouldn't say okay is the right word. But, you know, at least. Uh... But now we know CM stands for chick magnet. What else could you want? Well, that's been debated for years as well. I'm actually quite glad that's been, you know, that, that's been sorted because now we haven't got to worry about it anymore. Uh, I remember that it was a huge debate for years in wrestling. People went crazy. But uh... it's, I've, had to, I've had to go back and watch all that because I missed all the punk stuff. But no, the court thing was just. It was interesting to me because it was you could tell that people were mad. And I, I of course, there's no I, I don't think there's a way in the world that WWE did not fund this case for Amon to go this long. And they have yet to deny it when people asked them. But I just you've got to think that 
they would have loved them to gut see him like a fish, either because they didn't want him or because he'd come back because he needed the money. But well, I don't think Amon paid for all this on his own checkbook. Well, no, apparently WWE funded the whole thing, which is why it really is a victory for CM Punk against uh, against WWE, which is why I find the whole thing so fascinating. Because I, WWE must have thought they were going to win. And they didn't. Yeah. So all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's interesting. And I imagine there'll be some fallout from it. Genuinely, I imagine there'll be some fallout from it. And I'm. Uh, so how quick do you think he goes back to wrestling if he gets his clock clean this Saturday? Mm, no, that is a good question. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think it very much depends on on a hundred things. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I I, I, I would have shot. The other guy looks like he's a new guy too. But if he loses again, this will be it. And you know, WWE's pretty much will make fun of anything ever. But I don't think he'd go back to WWE at this point. Although we've seen guys like, uh, unless you're the Macho Man, unless you're the Macho Man, and you've done things with a girl whose last name is McMahon, they've all found their way back. They have. I agree with that. I know what you're saying. However, I think with this court case and with everything else, I just think it's I think it's so unlikely. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Well, Sable, you got to realize Sable sued Vince McMahon for sexual harassment and won and came back and worked for the company. That's so, I mean, we've seen crazy things. We have. I'm not saying we haven't. I'm so not saying we haven't. I completely understand what you're saying. I, I, all I will say in this instance, I would be surprised. That's all I'll say. That's that, that, that's, fair. That, that, that's that's my whole point. I mean, to to me again, I'm not I'm not a, an authority on this in any stretch of the imagination. But to me, I thought it was weird. like you said. I thought it was weird they weren't going to settle because on paper it certainly sounded like Punk had a good case and it, it didn't <laughs> it didn't sound like stuff that he'd make up. And now that he's won, I think that changes the yeah changes the field quite a lot. So I'm I'm so certainly intrigued. We've wasted all this time talking about all this bad wrestling and stuff. How was your second match and how'd it go? What do you think? How'd it go? How was that? You're taking over, man. You, you should host the show. Yeah. Like you're doing it. Well, this is, the other, this is how I wanted to bring the podcast to a close. Yes, I mean, it happened. It went down at Road to Destruction, which you can see now on uh, the Access to Find app. Uh, just by going to access.wearedefined.com, also on Fight TV, you've got to do the plugs. Uh, there, might be, there may be a click on YouTube or something like that. That's up to Define. I'm cool for them to do whatever they want to do. I did post a little GIF of it on my uh, Twitter and Instagram, which is Simon316, if you want to check it out. But no, it was one of those things where you kind of don't understand. Well, I didn't understand. I shouldn't put it on anybody else. You kind of understand how much a Raw Rumble actually protects you until you are all of a sudden in a tag match and you realize, right, it's just me and three other dudes. <laughs> then all of a sudden it's like, right, sorry, this kind of changes, uh, you know, changes the idea a little bit. But it genuinely, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of things that I could have done better. Um, obviously, there was a, a mishap at the end. If you don't know, I got smashed in the back uh, with a steel chair and it hit, it hit my head and my head exploded and I had to go to A&E till... Um, uh, half three in the morning, I think I was there for. for Amer- What's A&E in America? I said A&E to an American. I didn't know what I was talking about. It's called uh, emergency room or something, right? Yeah, the emergency room here. Yeah. yeah, yeah just- we've, our, basically, our our, insur- our emergency rooms are much more profitable than yours because well, capitalism. Well, yeah. right? uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so I had to go there. But ultimately, I, I, I was I got a lot to learn. But it was another experience, much like my Rumble experience, which I just walked away from. I felt... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always very self-critical, so I knew what I could have done better. But I did walk away feeling really, really proud and excited about what's next. And if you don't know what's next, it's a week Sunday where I will take Drake on. And this is the real, real interesting thing is, yeah, so week Sunday at um, um, Built to Destroy for Defiant Wrestling, which, again, you can see on Access Defiant or Fight TV. It's a one-on-one match. It's a singles match. And that is a daunting prospect for many reasons. However... If I take the Rumble to the tag match, hopefully if I can do the same thing for the tag match, the singles match, it will all, you know, it'll, it'll all pay off and then I can start, you know, really knuckling down with this stuff and getting the experience in front of the live crowd. But at, much like the Rumble, it's one of the best things I've ever done. I, I'll never be able to explain how much, how much I enjoy doing it, how much I get a kick out of it. And I'm just genuinely, you know. Well, I wanted to say personally, uh, I think what you do is great and I wish you the best. Uh, I, I hope this goes well for you. I think that you bring positivity and a lot of stuff to this environment that's desperately needed. So I really hope it all works out for you. Well, that's, dude, you're, you're a good man, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, hopefully. I look forward to your NWA title challenge against uh, <laughs> Cody Rhodes at All In 2. Dude, put it like this, man. I, I, what was once just wanting to have one match has now quickly become. Well, let's see what we can do, because I think I, you know, I've obviously I've watched wrestling all my life, but I never thought I would uh, I would get into into it this much to the point I can't even imagine 
you know, not doing it now. So yeah. Just so you know now, if you ever say the word suffering succotash, your Patreon is dead to me. <laughs> well, if I do, it certainly won't have been my decision. That's that's all I'll tell you. I'll be I'll be in between a rock and a hard place and I'll be like, Well, Simon, you don't want to cause a fuss, so so just go with it. But yeah, it was great. It was also awesome. yeah. I'm uh, I'm absolutely hooked. I want to see where I can take this. You know, hopefully I can continue to get better, continue to improve and yeah, you know, get to a stage where I, I can at least have some sort of stock within the world of pro wrestling. What a crazy world that would be. But yeah, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens and, and, and we will take it from there. Um, before we wrap up, my friend, anything else you want to talk about? Any other wrestling stuff that's on your mind? No, I think we covered it by me covering 74 topics randomly with no segue to go multiple directions. And I applaud you for keeping up. That's, um, that's what I like, man. That's the way it should always be. We just thought, like, An hour has flown by. That's all I know. An hour has flown and by. I know and I said it before, like, you got Patreons everywhere, but anytime I can definitely come back on and yap at all this stuff. And uh, anytime I, this has been, a, this is a blast. I love doing this. Ah, well, dude, you're always welcome, man. And as you have brought up as well, I do want to thank you. Thank you, good self, for the, for the continued support uh i i always sound so cheesy but it is true it does it means the world to me i wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff if it wasn't for guys like yourself so it's always a privilege and an honor to have you on and you're welcome back whenever you'd like to come back on got it thank you you're very very welcome as always uh please do join the facebook group just search for simon's pro wrestling podcast and it's genuinely a really nice group now loads of conversations going on about there all the news and you can discuss all of that uh give us five stars on itunes rate us give us a review uh, what else can you do? You can watch it on youtube.com for the middle report rules, as long as loads of other stuff. I do a bunch of dumb videos. There's vlogs, all kind of nonsense you can watch on there. And of course, if you'd like to come on the, po- uh, the podcast or just support all my work in general, it is patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. Joe, my man, where can they get you on Twitter and social media should you want to give such information out? Oh, my Twitter is just J-C-T-R-A-M-O-N-T-E. It's my last name. So J-C-T-R-A-M-O-N-T-E. And it's mostly rants about wrestling um yeah it, it, more than if you're coming there my guess is there'll be the conversation you're looking for there we go what a sell job well see you got this down man <laughs> you got this down uh and i'm at simon 316 uh to this day i don't know why i put three i do know why i put 316 at the end of it certainly wouldn't do that if i'd known what the future held but hey <laughs> we live and we learn joe thanks again so much for today i really appreciate it and uh, yeah, we will be back later in the week with another Q&A episode. So if you are, again, head on over to the Facebook page if you want to be a part of that. And yeah, just keep listening, keep enjoying wrestling, keep smiling, keep being happy, because that's what life's all about. <laughs>